This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghostesses. That's Corinne. And I'm Sabrina. And I went to 80s night last night and sang my heart out. And now I think I'm getting Corinne's non-sick, no-voice version of laryngitis. What songs did you sing? All of them. But... There's a lot of prints and like Jesse's girl. And some people really took it very, very seriously and was like teased hair and like full leather outfits. And they're like some guys like fully wearing like fur coats and stuff. Oh God. That's so fun though. Oh my gosh. I also yesterday had, well, oh, by the way, this is an encounters episode and we'll read your stories to you in whenever we're done talking. But so yesterday, there are these two friends who I won't name their names, but that are very, very smart. They're both engineers. Um, one of them is currently working on a project that's like looking for other life, kind of. So he like believes in other alien life. One of them does at least. And then they're like, Oh, so you have a podcast about ghosts. You believe in ghosts? And I was like, Yeah. And they were, they're so nice about it, but I think because they're scientists, they were just thinking of it from such a practical way. I've never felt like so challenged by my belief of ghosts. And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. I can't talk about this anymore. (laughs) Well, here's the thing is neither side can really make that well educated of an argument because it's such a, it's such a thing that it's hard to, create explanation or assign a reason to so many of the things that happen you know and that's what i was saying corinne i was like i was like well it's really hard to explain and they're like well what are the different types of ghosts and like what can ghosts do and why can some ghosts show themselves and why can't others and i was like guys there's no answers i'm not a scientist the day that we have a ghost interviewed on this show we'll invite them to sit as a live audience and ask their questions to the ghost so basically when we do a week on this podcast Well, should we read some ghost stories? Yeah. Yes. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? What do you want? You go first. What do you want, Sabrina? I'm all about what you feel best. I'm still waking. I'm still waking up. So you tell me a story that scares my pants off and wakes me up. Okay. All right. Okay. This is from Ayla. It's called My Haunted Life. And she writes, eek, I'm beyond (laughs) excited to be writing to you both. I found your podcast in October when I returned back to work after being on maternity leave for nine months. This podcast made my return so much better. So thank you. Ah, well, congrats on your baby. Yeah, cute little baby. Some of my coworkers were talking about childbirth the other day and it really frightened me. So Me too. My coworkers just were talking about this and I I just want to... Like, can we create a new invention of how women give birth and then I'll Well, perhaps by the time that you and I are giving birth, they can just put you under, like knock you out somehow. (laughs) Okay, anyway. I have some ghost experiences since I was a child. I was told that my cousin was playing hide and seek with me in our home and I was a toddler at this time. And when she found me in my dark bedroom, there was a glowing little kid standing (gasps) near me and then disappeared. But I have no memory of this at all. Whoa. I've actually tried to avoid at all costs any experiences when growing up. But it was hard for me to stay away because my mom loves ghosts and experiences. (laughs) 
<laughs> she would drag us to all sorts of haunted places, such as Winchester Mystery House, since we are in Santa Cruz and live somewhat close. My mother took me there on Halloween at midnight <gasps> when I was around 14 no years old. And I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> I love this mom. That is so fun. <laughs> this will be us. <laughs> yes. We're going. She took us to other places like haunted hotels that we stayed in. And we moved into a home with active spirits. And she never shared this information with us. <laughs> and I still currently live there. So my brother and I would just have experiences and be completely scared our entire lives. <laughs> nice. But now I love my experiences. My brother passed away at 19 years old in March of 2016. Oh, oh God. Wow. It was an unexpected accident that he had from a seizure. And this has been extremely hard on our family. Wow. A few months after, I swear it felt like someone would, would pull single pieces of my hair. And I never thought anything of this other than, ouch. And I saw a reputable psychic, and she told me that if you feel like your hair is being tugged, that it's your brother trying to get your attention. Oh. Now I smile every time I feel it happen, and I acknowledge him, and I say hello. Another time was my mom's birthday. It was seven months after my brother's passing, and we had a normal celebration, just our immediate family at our home that we grew up in. We sang her happy birthday, and I look over, and these boo lights were turned off my mom loves halloween and decorates <laughs> like crazy and she has these letters that spell out boo they're all single piece letters with lights on them all separately battery operated they had all turned off at the same time wow and there is no timer on them as we looked since we were all puzzled and we just knew it was quinn and it never happened since mm. This experience, I can't be sure if it was real or if I was just on nitrous oxide. <laughs> As I was in labor and about to give birth, I was given nitrous oxide to help with the pain, but it did not. Oh, and great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sabrina, do we have children? Do we not have children? Do you and I co-parent one child together? What do we do? <laughs> uh, who would give birth? And also, how do we co-parent from we across the country? We don't have to give birth at all. We can adopt. Okay. Or we can adopt an alien. I will <laughs> love the day that you figure out where and when and how we can do that. I'll talk to my engineer friends. <laughs> okay. Instead, I saw my brother. I kept saying, I love you over and over and over, waiting for a response. And so my husband said, love you. And I looked at him and said, no, not you, Quinn. I love no. you. <laughs> my husband didn't skip a beat and said, tell him I love him too. Oh, I don't know what all oh, that gets me. I know. I just got chills. <gasps> My husband is a non-believer, so I was surprised when he said that that was his response. Note, my mom has had our psychic that we see a few times a year come to the house and do a reading. And while she was there, she confirmed our suspicions on having active spirits in the house. Mm -hmm. There are other spirits than my brother. But I believe my brother's spirit has taken over more since I don't sense the other active spirits like I used to. Wow. Every time I'm at my parents' house and I'm outside, I have the urge to look up at my brother's bedroom window. Oh I have a feeling gosh. that he's there watching us and sometimes messing with us. <laughs> I think he takes things and hides them. And maybe I'll share that another time. But thank you for your amazing podcast. And I'll see you on the other side. Ayla. Oh, wow. 
wow that nitrous oxide story is so sweet i haven't stopped smiling since reading that (laughs) my cheeks are gonna hurt saying i'm grinning uh i just i mean who knows if it was nitrite the nitrous oxide but like i also think that when you're on those things you do become your shield drops and yeah you would see your brother right and in such an intense moment where yeah i'm assuming it was her first are you saying something nope that's so weird felt like i heard chatter maybe we did get our ghosts on the podcast after all we'll see what comes up in the recording if anything or if i'm just going insane (laughs) i'm hearing voices i'm hearing your voice (laughs) (laughs) my doppelganger is over behind you whispering through your ear yeah I don't even know what I was saying, but basically it's just such an intense moment. And I'm assuming that it was their first child. And so Mm -hmm. really, I think any loved one would want to be there and to have that support from her brother. I can totally see that Quinn would be like, all right, I got to go. Whatever brother just, whatever brother just started pulling her hair while she's trying to give birth. Tug, tug. (laughs) (laughs) Like not now. (laughs) Or do you think her brother, if it's a reincarnation thing. Was, was waiting, waiting to jump into the baby. I just like the image of watching spirits wait for babies to pop out so they can whoop, dive just in. Just standing there and then you do like a, do you get to dive in? Does it just suck you in? Do you cannonball? What sort of <laughs> action? Is there a particular mating dance you have to do before you get a to enter your dance. new body? And do judges judge you on your performance of entering the new body? <laughs> Because this looks, this sounds like a dance competition now. I wouldn't not like that. So you think you can be reincarnated? Spirit edition. Forget karma. It's really how good of a dancer are you? If you're (laughs) not great, then you might not get your first pick of baby bod. Okay, I have a story. This is from Heather. And she says, hi, ladies, I found your podcast after binging all of the true crime podcasts I love and I wanted something different, but still spooky. I am currently catching up and sitting in the car loop line listening to the encounter episode of the girl who got messages from her best friend and stepdad from the other side during the weekend she got engaged in Aspen. Congrats to her, by the way. I love love. And I decided to write my story in. Hopefully you like it. I've always believed in the paranormal, but I personally haven't had anything really happen to me until a couple of months ago. To preface this story, I want to give a little bit of background information. My dad left my life when I was very young and the man I was closest to in my life was my grandfather. He was one of the most special people I've ever known, obviously. I was born and raised in Las Vegas, and every Sunday during football season, my family would go to a specific hotel and casino to place football bets and have breakfast at the buffet. My family is very large, lots of cousins and aunts and uncles, and every Sunday when having breakfast, we would ask to sit in Jan's section. She was a waitress at the buffet who was really good friends with my grandfather and knew our whole family. Fast forward 15 years or so, and I just so happened to be working at the same hotel and casino in the entertainment department. This past June, I was in a really low, dark place emotionally and had a breakdown on my way to work one morning. I really felt like I needed to seek help because I was afraid of myself and my thoughts and didn't think I would live through that weekend. I went to my HR department and met with the HR director to see what options I had through work, i.e. employee assistance program. As I was walking to her office from mine, I had a million and a half thoughts racing through my mind. Was I doing the right thing? Will I be okay? And as I sat down at her desk, she got up and walked out to grab tissues and a water, seeing I was visibly upset and emotional. 
As she walked out, I looked down at her desk, and sitting directly in front of me was an employee name badge. It was Jan's, the same woman from a, from the buffet many years ago. I was in shock and didn't know if it was for sure her or not, and I quickly took a picture to show my mom later. After seeing that, I immediately felt at ease and calmed. I knew it was a sign from my grandfather and that I would find help and be in good hands. Aww. After that day, I spent a week in the hospital slash mental health facility. I was diagnosed with borderline personality dis- personality disorder, and I feel like everything from my past makes sense now. I showed my mom the photo when I returned home, and she confirmed, yes, that was the same Jan that I vaguely remember from childhood. When I returned back to work, I was telling my coworker in the food and beverage department of my story, and he called down to the buffet to see if Jan still worked there. They replied, no, she quit a year and a half ago. I'm healthier and happier and working towards coping and managing my emotions and mental health one day at a time, and it's nice to think that even if I don't get signs or messages from my grandfather as often as I would like, I know now without a doubt that he is still around. Thank you, ladies, for your podcast. You do amazing work. See you on the other side, Heather. I don't know the right words to describe it, but I love that it wasn't like, hey, hey, it's me, it's grandpa. It was just a sh- he shared something that was shared between the two of them yeah to bring her comfort that mm-hmm. included an entirely different a third party that doesn't even know that she's being used I know. it's so subtle but i mean we've said like people seem or spirits seem to know what people need message wise mm-hmm. and like we've had stories where spirits don't show themselves f- physically to a person for a very long time until it's you know, you really need it. Or maybe a physical ghost is too scary. So just a sign is all you need. Sometimes ghosts don't get the memo though, and they do appear. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But not in this case. Not in this case. This is wonderful. uh, Yeah. I'm glad that her grandfather was able to help ease her. Right. And everyone has bad and dark times. And it's nice to know that your support doesn't only reach the people who are immediately in front of you. Yeah. Another way of saying spirits. Guardian angels, spirit guides, loved ones, etc. We are going to read an email from Dyron. The okay. subject is, it took me three months to finally sit down and write this. <laughs> nice. But you finally did it. See? It doesn't matter how long yeah. it takes you. You did it. doesn't matter. And also, I appreciate that there are no clues. We'll both be surprised here. Yeah. Hi, Sabrina and Corinne, and hi, Ghost. Hi. (laughs) Wanted to say you guys are doing an absolutely amazing job with the podcast. I discovered it over the summer last year, and I was immediately hooked. I'm actually upset with myself that I haven't written in before this. As you already know, for months, I kept telling myself to sit down and write this email, but procrastination gets the best of us sometimes. (laughs) But better late than never. Exactly. Agreed. This story I have isn't scary, but it's more of a mixture of sad and happy. So my story happened in August last year. I should probably first explain that my oldest aunt had been sick in the hospital for a while and things were not looking good. It was a really difficult time as this aunt was more of a grandmother figure. And to add a little more background info, my mom is one of 12 and this aunt is the oldest sibling. Speaking of having kids, one of 12. How would... Okay, my parents have two children, and they forget our names constantly. (laughs) My dog has been passed away for, like, 
six years, and sometimes my dad will still call my brother my dog's name. Can't imagine. Twelve. My aunt was essentially the head of our enormous 50-plus person family. It actually sounds really fun now. It does sound a lot of fun. And all of us were in the hospital almost daily trying to be there for her and with her during her last days. Anyway, so one of these nights, after visiting her in the hospital, I got home emotionally exhausted. We all knew our time with our aunt was limited. On this particular night, I was so exhausted that I completely forgot to turn on the volume on my phone before going to bed, and I knocked out. But at 4.19 a.m., I suddenly woke up to something flashing in my face. It was the alarm clock on my nightstand, and the brightness of the clock had been turned up all the way to the brightest setting. I absolutely never have any light in my room while I'm sleeping, as I sleep best in total darkness, so I know that this wasn't something that I had done. Plus, I had never seen my alarm clock flash either. Mm. But being the middle of the night and being half asleep, I didn't think much of it. And I lowered the brightness, noted the time, and I fell back asleep. Fast forward to my alarm going off at 6 a.m. I go to check my phone and my heart drops. I had about 10 missed calls from various family members. I knew there was no other explanation than that then my aunt had passed away. I immediately called my mom, who confirmed my worst suspicion. Oh, my gosh. She explained that my aunt had passed away earlier that morning and the majority of the family had been able to make it to the hospital for the final prayers for my aunt. I was one of the few who had not. Wow. I was feeling absolutely horrible when my mom happened to mention the time of my aunt's passing. 4.40 a.m. Oh my God, I already have chills my whole body. Wow. That's when I instantly remembered what had happened during the night. The weird alarm clock issue. And I knew and still believe to this day that somehow my aunt had known I would sleep through everything and not make it to the hospital to pray with my family, which is pretty important to us. And I truly believe that that was her at 4.19 a.m., approximately 20 minutes before she had passed away, coming to say goodbye. And I am so grateful that she did. And I know she's watching over all of us. So that's the story. A story I hold pretty close to my heart. Hopefully it wasn't too sad. To me, it's a story that makes me happy and gives me comfort. Hopefully you guys get to read this and I get to hear it on a listener story episode. Seriously, keep up the good work. Love listening to you guys every week. And please come do a live show in Chicago soon. See you on the other side, chicas. Dyron. That makes me so happy. It's so sad, but I love the idea that she came to say goodbye. Isn't it so nice? Stories like that really get me because that happened to my grandma for nights after my papa passed away. She was getting phone calls at the exact time that he passed away. Oh, gosh. And it's just, it's it's these very directed messages yeah. from people who have passed over or are about to pass over. Because I truly yeah. believe, and we've heard from so many different people, I think our listeners and just people in our own lives, who have been with their loved ones right before or are nurses and are with people yeah. right before they pass. And there's something that comes over people where they just know. And they. I feel like it's like a 20, 30 minute window before they pass over where it's like both the spirit world and our current world kind of blur together. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we have heard stories too where people are with their loved one 
and the loved one is starting like 30 minutes before they pass away, starting to talk to other people who have already passed away in the room. Her aunt must have had some sort of ability to be like, I got a signal. Diren. I love it. Yes. Okay. What are we going to end on today? Well, this is a email from Joanne. She says, registered for English in university, but ended up learning how to summon a demon. (laughs) Hey, girls, you are both great. I love the podcast and I miss Leia's meows. So here goes my story. As part of my bachelor's degree requirement, I had to take two English classes. I took English 1202 and oh boy, did I learn more than I bargained for. Our professor's name is Dr. John Rupert. He looks like a normal white dude, silver hair, always wearing shorts with those ugly white running shoes. You know what I mean. (laughs) Every single uncle's got a pair. (laughs) It reminds me of our friend Max. Anyway, as an English lit professor, he has had the freedom to teach us whatever as long as it's literature. So he taught us about supernaturals and the occult. We learned about Dante's Inferno and how to summon a demon. And he actually gave us a handout, which I burned after I finished my degree. He bought candles, paint, salt. He actually lit the candle too and drew that circle. He also encouraged us to take pictures. Unfortunately, I did not save the picture, but nothing happened to me after that class. Please see the link I've provided. It's proof that I am not kidding and that he is real and he actually teaches about the occult. I'm clicking on this link. And then she sent another story that she's, uh, okay, it's about, it has a photo of the cutest kitty in the world. I love it. It says, I'm writing this to you at 6.40 a.m. I just woke up and boy, my dream was cray. I knew I had to write to you guys. I told my boyfriend, but he is shit. So he laughed it off. (laughs) My boyfriend's alarm went off at 5.20 a.m. We both woke up and I asked him to get me my medication. I took the pill and went back to sleep while he was on his phone half cuddling me. I then woke up in my dream the same way I fell asleep. Boyfriend beside me, my cat running around the apartment. But there are a few things off. One of them, a person sleeping or so I thought, beside me. She was facing me. I started poking her and then realized that she looks like me, and she was even wearing my cat shirt, and her face was bloody. A few more pokes, and she disappeared. Surprisingly, that did not freak me out. I stood up, went to the kitchen, and opened the cabinet. There was some cobweb-like thing that my brain did not process what it was. The cobweb-like thing flew to my cat and bit her. By this time, my boyfriend already left to go to work. And again, this didn't freak me out. And I simply vacuumed the cobweb thing. Like, vacuumed. What the F was I thinking? (laughs) I realized that my cat's front legs are three times the size of what it normally is. Then the door flew wide open and my boyfriend came back because he forgot something. I told my, I told him that my boy, I told my boyfriend that our cat does not look okay. And he claimed that she's fine. After that, I woke up to my own alarm. I'm back to real life, and I did not say anything to my boyfriend. I was still lamenting what the F was my dream about. He lent, he then left to go to work, just like in my dream, and I opened the under-the-sink cabinet in the kitchen when he came back because he forgot something, just like in my dream. This time, there was no cobweb under the sink, just some coffee ground that did not make it into the compost bin. I told him about my dream, and in return, he laughed at me. Don't worry. Now I know who I will offer to Satan when asked. <laughs> this is all for now i will email with more stories later boy do i have lots attached is a picture of my cat lizzie this is when i get to take her home for the first time she's now two years old and we two years old and we just celebrated her second gotcha day a few days ago she also has an instagram at ms.lizzie bennett please follow her sassy ass cheers joe 
her comment about her boyfriend reminds me of i forget which celebrity did it but some celebrity posted a birthday post for their husband and wrote they say you don't truly love someone until you <laughs> fantasized about killing them <laughs> i thought about this the other day well, well uh, we can address her story in a second but i thought about this the other day and i was like I think if anyone around me did die, I would be an obvious suspect because one, I talk about murder a lot. Two, I write things about murder a lot. Three, I research things about murder way too much. Well, good. I would hope that if anyone in my life, something happened, that I would be looked at as well because I want everyone to be looked at. You know, like I want the police to do a, a great thorough job and find whoever hurt my friend guilty until proven innocent is that how the law works that's how it works in my mind i knew that um also i really wish i took this english class that joanne was so cool that's like my type of writing class learn how to summon a demon i wouldn't do it and i'd be pretty nervous and maybe yell out before he lights the candle like don't do it but that's also also amazing Okay, first of all, it's Ontario, which uh, my family lives in. So maybe next time I go visit my family, I'll go stop by his class. Um, but yeah, I wish that we had that as a. And also, could you imagine being so successful in your career that you're like, I'm just going to teach whatever I want, and I'm fascinated in the supernatural and the occult. So this is my literature class. Now. God, I love that. I'm also very curious about the whole cobweb thing. I do like that she used a vacuum. It's total Ghostbusters. <laughs> Just zoop, suck it up. Problem solved. Yeah. It's kind of like a Coraline distorted reality. Like yeah. if you crawled through the tunnel. The scariest that children's movie in the world. Besides E.T. I think that might have been the, like, I first read Coraline when I was like seven. And maybe that's where it all started. My darkness. The darkness, it started to grow. Jesus. I'm narrating Why has my no movie. one hired you to be a voice actor? <laughs> I'm really curious. I Hire me. Hire Sabrina, hire please. Me. And then I'll be her agent so Thank that you. I can make some money off of this suggestion. <laughs> 10%. <laughs> 10%. 10%. Maybe 40. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take all my money? Yeah. I'm going to hire a different agent, Corinne. <laughs> Shoot. Please send us your ghost stories, guys. We want them all. Our email is two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And you know the deal. We have a live show in Boston on May 5th. Yes. The ticket link is both on our website and in our Instagram bio. Mm-hmm. And we also have, this is exciting. We don't have the ticket info yet, so we can't give you that. <laughs> but in June, save the date. Nashville, Nashville, we're coming. Sixteenth, June sixteenth will be in Nashville. I'm so excited. I've never been to Nashville. I'm so thrilled. Okay, well, there's one stop that we have to go in Nashville. Um, okay. It's a basically a cookie dough shop where you can get <sighs> cookie dough, like just eat cookie dough. So we're going to go there. My mouth just started salivating. Oh so, God, yes. I know. I think I'm about to cry. That sounds so nice. <laughs> Okay, so if you're in Boston or around New England, please come see us May 5th. We're going to be at Laugh Boston, and you can buy tickets. And then pretty soon, as soon as we get the ticket info, we will announce the Nashville tickets, I guess, more officially. 
And, and we're still planning other cities. So if you don't live in Nashville or Boston, don't worry. We're still planning others. Yes. It just takes some time to book them all. Yes. And social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And Patreon, then, iTunes reviews, Patreon. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Word yes. of mouth. Tell everyone. Just be, yeah. Like word of mouth and like this. What I love about this podcast is the people who listen are genuinely nice people and the people who don't listen are genuinely mean people. So bring more nice people. <laughs> <laughs> no, the people who stop listening and say mean things about us are mean people. Mean people. Sabrina's upset because she found uh, she found something the other day that was pretty dedicated to just trashing us. But they say that when you have haters, it's a good sign. Because, well, maybe it's not a good sign and no one says that, but I'm saying this right now. Yeah. That if we have haters, that just means like good. Then people are finding us, you know, that means yeah. we're somewhat on the radar. That's true. All right, guys. Signing off. Goodbye oh, forever. And we will see you on, on the other, other side. side. Very spooky.